Our first scripture reading comes from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and, I, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Our second reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And our last reading comes from Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 through 29. You are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Please pray with me. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we do ask that you now open our hearts and our minds to your word spoken through Pastor Jared. May we learn from it. May we apply it to our lives that we may resemble Christ more and that we may be a blessing to the nations. And I pray all this in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers of the earth take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed saying, let us burst their bonds asunder and cast their cords from us. That's Psalm 2. This week, we're continuing our talk about the mission that God has for the nations of the earth and the role that the church, the local church, has to play in that mission. The nations are raging. This was true in the times that the books of the Bible were written. This is true today. Human history is a history of nations going to war with one another. The history of the world is the history of tribes, tongues, peoples, and nations hating and killing one another. And it's not getting visibly better, right? Millions upon millions of people killed due to wars and ethnic cleansings in the last hundred years. Dozens upon dozens of conflicts 
even in the last 20 years. And it doesn't matter whether it's a religious government or, or secular cultures or religious societies. The biblical authors, the, the writers of the Psalms, are people like King David, uh, and then in the New Testament, people like James, the half-brother of Jesus, and, and Paul, one of the leaders in the early church, they all tend to say similar things on this issue. They look at the nations raging and they say, look, the kings of the earth, they're constantly rising up against the ways of God. The nations don't want to be ruled by God in his ways. They don't want to live in the ways of his justice, his mercy, his love. They don't want to live in a way of submitting to God as a supreme Lord. That won't work for the nations. So the nations rage. Last week we said that God has a plan and a mission to the nations. And the church has a role in that mission. This week we're going to focus on the role the church, which is a community like ours, has in relationship to the nations of the world. That sounds like a big task, because it is. But, but we matter to God uh, as his church, as his people, and he gives us a big mission. How we live matters. How the church responds to the, the nation's raging matters. It's, it's a big task. The world is hurting. The church is called to respond to that hurt and that rage. So when we hear all the turmoil in the news on the local and national and global levels, that isn't something that just has nothing to do with us as the church. It has everything to do with the church because God calls the church to respond. Jesus says things like, you are the light of the world. You are a city on the hill. You are salt, salt and light. Those are images of things that get involved, right? So we have a calling to the nations that rage. So uh, for today, we have to build a little bit on last week. And if you missed last week, you can watch it on YouTube or on our app or go to our website and you can find it. But I'll give you a quick summary and and refresher. Uh, So first, last week, we said the nations rage and they all turn against God. Uh, The book of Genesis makes this super clear. The Tower of Babel is a a great example. God wants to to bless the nations. He calls them to be fruitful and multiply and spread out and populate the earth and be his representatives to all of creation. And the nations say no, and they join forces and build a tower to the heavens to challenge God. They rage against God. The people of the earth rage against God and make themselves God's enemy. And that's kind of Genesis 3 to 11. It's this constant making them, people making themselves enemies of God. And God's response to people and nations that make him their enemy is that he still wants to bless the nations. The hatred and the evil of the nations, that includes all of us. It doesn't swart, thwart his plan to bless the nations. God chooses one man, Abraham, and blesses him to bless a nation, to be a blessing to all the nations. So the first thing we said last week was God has a heart for the nations and he seeks to bless them. That's the heart of God. And if we're part of his church, then we're called to be a blessing, even if the nations are raging against Jesus and his people. The second thing we said last week is that God sends his son, Jesus Christ, to be a blessing to the nations. From Abraham's seed comes the nation Israel, and from the nation Israel comes Jesus. The tragedy of the history of Israel is that they often fail to be a blessing and become like the raging nations. But through Jesus Christ, his death on the cross, and through the power of his resurrection, God undoes the curse of sin and death and makes a way to bless all the nations. And then lastly, last week, we we said that ultimately in the new heaven and new earth, all the nations of the world will one day bring the glory of their nations to God. 
These are beautiful pictures we see in the book of Revelation. There's a new city and a new garden where the nations are healed and blessed and they function the way they're supposed to and they live for the glory and goodness of God. So God's on a mission to bless the nations. He's going to accomplish it and he wants us to be a part of it. But we're in this between space. You know, already some of the blessing is happening. Christ has, is risen but there's also still this evil plaguing the nations. And God has his church, his communities, his people here on earth right now to continue his mission to bless the nations. Jesus calls us, his followers, to be a blessing to the nations. So if you're a follower of Jesus, part of your mission on this earth is to be a blessing to the nations. If you aren't a follower of Jesus, if you would choose to follow him, you would commit to his mission and his purposes for this world. So today we're answering this question. How does the church bless the nations? How does the local church, a local community of Jesus followers made up of regular folks like us, sinners like us, people with our own issues, uh, people with busy lives, people that ourselves are caught up in all the stuff going on in our world and people like us managing family life and work life and, and living in America, many of, most of us are, right? How do we live in such a way that we join in the mission of God to bless the raging and hurting nations? So we have uh, three short texts we're gonna go back and forth between today. Um, and they'll be on the screen, so hopefully you can follow along. And we're, we're looking at three different texts in three different parts of the Bible. Um, I, I think the Bible's one big story uh, so that Jesus is agreeing with the Torah, his sacred scriptures, and then uh, Paul is in agreement with Jesus in the Torah. Um, and they might not use the same words, but they're all part of an unfolding story that looks different at different points in the story. Um, so we're gonna actually be dancing from three different parts of the Bible, the Old Testament and two, two sections of the New Testament. Uh, the best description I've heard uh, about the scriptures is that they're like a garden. Um, something is going on in the life of Abraham, and that might look like a bunch of seeds and a pile of dirt. And Jesus comes along and that seed flowers, and Paul comes along and explains what's happening and trying to explain some other parts of the garden as well. But it's all the same material, even though it looks drastically different at different times, right? At harvest time, there's this fruit and greenery everywhere, and you see, like, oh, this is what everything's supposed to be, right? Um, but at different times, you're like, oh, what does that mean? And how does that tie in with something that's happening hundreds of years later? Um, but, but I believe that, uh, that the, the, the beginning of the scriptures, the, the Torah, we're going to look at a passage in Genesis, uh, those were the sacred scriptures that, that Jesus trusted as, as a word from God. And Jesus is living as uh, the fruition, the fulfillment of so much of what's happening in the Old Testament. And then Paul, as, as a leader in the early church, is, is trying to understand that and then guide the church to, to live out this unfolding story of, of our relationship with God and how we're called to follow God. So um, we're gonna look at three different sections that I believe come together and help us figure out uh, how to be a blessing to the nations today. So anyway, the, the three sections we're looking at uh, help us understand how we're to be a blessing now as God's people in this local church. And I ask you to give yourself to this time as we look at these passages. Commit your focus now. Um, followers of, of the Lord, Yahweh, God, and then Jesus, they spent time, they risked their lives preserving these scriptures. And, and millions upon millions of, of Jews and Christians have confessed that they are, these are inspired words from God to help us. 
So if we're Christians, they, they demand our respect and we go to them as a place to, to show us how to live today. Okay, so how does the church bless the nations? First thing, Christ followers are part of a new nation in Christ, made up of Jew and Gentile, male and female, slave and free, barbarian, Scythian, circumcised, uncircumcised. And they have the mission to be a blessing to the nations. And we said a little bit of that this week, last week actually. And I'm gonna add just a little bit more to that. And that's this, our identity is a new identity completely rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ. He is our family. We are the children of God. Uh, to stay with that garden illustration, uh, we're like seeds that must take root in the good soil of Jesus and his community. Uh, to use that family illustration, we're part of his family. And we're not part of any other national family anymore or biological family. We're part of his family over every other tribe and tongue that we're connected to. In order to bless the nations, we have to understand our identity in Jesus and his family as part of his kingdom. This has to be established in order for us to go and be a blessing. And I'm gonna show us how, how we can see this in the three texts we're looking at today. So in Galatians 3:26, it says, for in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There's no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. All of you are one in Christ. And if you belong to Christ, then you're Abraham's offspring, heirs according to his promise, the promise. You see the family imagery here. You are in Christ now and you are children of God. You're not in Christ because of an ethnic identity like Jewish, but through faith. Christ's faithfulness to us to bless the nations and bring salvation and healing to his, this cursed place, uh, that faithfulness has made this possible and our trust in him as Lord and Savior. So now we identify as children of God. That means our ancestors are Abraham and the author of Hebrews gets at that. Read Hebrews chapter 11 and you'll get a, a bigger glimpse of that. But our identity is in Christ over an identity in a, a national status or a tribal status or a gender or social status. All of that is below our primary identity, which is as children of God. Jesus uh, is giving a mission to bless the nations and he says to his followers, this is the second text we're looking at today, Matthew 28, 16 and 20. And this is verse 18 actually. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the ends of the age. So he gives the mission, right? And it's, it's this mission to be a blessing to the nations, to make disciples of all nations. But it ends with a promise. And the promise is, I'm with you always for eternity till the end. Before this passage, during the gospels, he calls his followers, his friends. He calls those who do the work of God, his mother, his brother, his sister. And now he says, I am with you. You are with me now. We are family. We're together. The third passage we're looking at, the Genesis 12 passage, is God's call of Abraham. Now the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land I will show you. I'll make you a great nation and I'll bless you and make your name great so that you'll be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. Over curse you, I'll curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed.
You see what God's doing here. He's taking Abraham out of one family and he's putting Abraham into his family. God's saying, leave your country, your kindred, leave your father's house, leave that identity and trust my blessing. I'll make your name. I'll give you an inheritance. Now in that, in that ancient culture, that ancient Near Eastern culture, the father gives blessings to his children. So God's declaring to Abram, he's saying, I'm your father now, I'm your family now. You'll have my blessing and my inheritance. God even changes his name to Abraham. God is saying, I'm naming you because you are my son and you have to leave your father's house. This is radical. Leave your family, leave your nation, be my family, trust my family, trust my promises and my blessing. For us to be a blessing to others and to the nations, we have to be rooted in a new identity as God's children. That's what will show the nations. That's what will bless them. That's a salt and light identity, right? And it's good for us too, to live knowing that we're children of God. I wanna give you this really beautiful quote from, from Henry Nouwen or Henri Nouwen. He says this, he says, your true identity is as a child of God. This is the identity you have to accept. Once you have claimed it and settled in it, you can live in a world that gives you much joy as well as pain. You can receive the praise as well as the blame that comes to you as an opportunity for strengthening your basic identity. Because the identity that makes you free is anchored beyond all human praise and blame. You belong to God and it is as a child of God that you are sent into the world. This is the identity Jesus has and it's how he's able to be sent into the world, how he blesses the nations and how he's able to take on all the joy and pain that comes with that. You belong to God as his child. And it says, is child that you are sent, that you are commissioned to bless the nations around you. So we have this mission to bless the nations as the people of God, where their identity rooted as his children. But what else must we do then from that identity to bless the nations? We must be a leaving people and a going people. To be a blessing to the nations, we must be leaving things and going to new things. We must see ourselves as leaving old ways, leaving the ways of the nations, and then going forth to, to be a blessing in the power of God. You have to leave. You have to leave some things. You have to be transformed away from things and then return as a blessing to the nations. Um, in Genesis 12, when God's talking to Abram, he says, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. He's saying, leave, leave, leave. Leave your old things behind. Leave your old nation, your old family behind and then go with me to where I'm gonna show you and make you a blessing. What's Jesus doing at the end of Matthew? He's taking 11 people and he's telling them to go, to take this leap of faith, to go beyond what they've known and go. But before he gives them that great mission at the end of Matthew, throughout the gospels we've seen, he's asked them to leave things. He's asked, he said, leave your father and mother to some of them. He said, leave your tax collector life of financial exploitation behind. He's told people to leave their zealous life behind. He's told people to leave their life of prostitution behind. He's told people to leave their life of demon possession behind. He's told people to leave their riches, their youth, their power behind and then come and follow him. 
What's Paul telling people in the Galatians, in the letter of the Galatians? He's telling the Galatians, you've already left. Now don't go back. That's part of the, part of the problem of, of the Galatians letters. They're trying to go back to other identities. Say, like, don't go back to divining yourself by circumcision. Don't turn back to your identity as a slave or as a free person or male or female or from Galatia or, or from Corinth or wherever, you know? To be a blessing to the nations, the people of Jesus must leave old things behind. We must do that in real tangible ways. This might mean physically moving at times, which is what some missionaries do. That actually might be helpful and necessary for some of us. Um, sometimes we have to physically leave the place we are in and go to a new place where we can commit to the new Christ way to go and be a blessing. Some people have to leave things physically that are going to, to harm them uh, and just make it really difficult for them to follow Christ. And this takes discernment and why we are a church community that where we help one another uh, with those things. Um, but there are many uh, family structures and patterns we might have to leave. Abe had to leave his father's house because it would be full of the old ways and the old idols. We have to leave some family stuff. We might have to leave some job stuff. We might have to leave uh, whatever we know to be an idol because it will keep us in its grip. So some of us might need to leave physically um, in order to follow Jesus and be a blessing to others. Um, we might be called to go to new places physically like a missionary or some, someone with a very specific calling to a specific place. But for most of us, leaving and going will have to be done or worked out while living in our current situation. Going might mean going into our neighborhood or it might mean going to our biological family and it might mean going to the friends that we have to be a blessing to them. Leaving behind might, be, might mean a commitment to changing the rhythms and patterns of our old life and making new patterns. It might mean leaving patterns of consumption, uh, patterns of pleasure, patterns of thinking about ourselves. It might mean uh, leaving those things behind. It might be going out and living for the sake of others. It might mean going out and thinking about how to bless. How do we, how do we as opposed to just consuming things, how do we go out and be productive, Christ-loving, blessing-giving people to those around us? The mindset shift is that uh, of leaving all the unfruitful stuff, all that stuff that keeps us safe, that keeps us comfortable in our old lives, instead moving forward into ways that might be scary but are ultimately fruitful for others. And that has to be our mindset and framework. Uh, we live with this, this scarcity, fear mindset. and We see it in children, right? Uh, this is our, you can't play with it, it's mine, it's mine, I have to protect it. That's us as adults, right? We have to protect so many things and we're so afraid of so many things. And we wanna keep it and we wanna keep our pleasures and our comfort. But if our identity is in Christ, if we're trusting him, then there's nothing to fear because our inheritance is with the Lord. We're children of God. Whether we live or whether we die, we belong to him. So we can leave the ways of the nations behind. We can leave that fear, that safety and protection mindset where we have to protect ourselves and embrace the way of Jesus. Jesus goes from heaven and earth. Abraham leaves his home. Paul leaves his religion and identity going throughout the Mediterranean to be a blessing to the nations. In order for us to be a blessing to the nations and to those around us, as the body of Christ, we have to leave the trappings and ways of the nations behind. Instead, we have to move into ways that we're producing good and blessings for the nations. So instead of how do we protect ourselves from others, like all the wars of, our, of the world, how do we hate and fear? Instead, as children of God, children of blessing, how do we go and bless even our enemies as Christ does?
I bring this question to you. Are you leaving old ways behind? And are, are you going to be a blessing to others? Because that's part of our mission. We're not to live in protect and fear mode. We are in go and bless mode. This is why we need concrete plans and, and callings to go and bless the nations because our, our sinful defaults and what we'll see all around us in this world is fear and, and consuming things for ourselves and keeping for ourselves. But the way of Abraham, the way of Jesus, the way of Paul is go and be a blessing. You have the blessing. You have the abundance in Christ. Now go and bless others. It's one of the reasons we spend so much time this year working on patterns of prayer and scripture and community groups and space for corporate prayer and corporate worship. All this is to weave into us that we're part of God's family and to help us leave old patterns and embrace new patterns and reform us and reshape us so that we can be sent by Christ to be a blessing. I wish I could get this in me, right? If we as a church understood the blessing and inheritance we have in Jesus as children of God, if we could leave the old ways behind and go in new ways, that would be something. Imagine that. Imagine how free we would be and imagine the blessing we would be. I want to share with you a, a prayer that Paul prayed for his, his, um, some of the churches. This is the church in Ephesus. Because I think it gets at uh, what we need. <laughs> so I'll, I'll pray this and, and this is a prayer for you. Pray the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and seated them at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he's put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. If we could get this, the power and the blessing and the inheritance that we have in him, and that we are his family, we could go be a blessing and share that blessing. You have the inheritance of Christ. You have the blessings in Christ. You have the power from Christ to leave the old behind and go and be a blessing. So there's a few more things we're called to be about to be a blessing, and we're gonna pick up on them next week. Um, but before we close this talk, I wanna share a few ways that we're concretely attempting to be a blessing to the nations as a community. And I ask that you would pray for these ministries, um, as well as be thinking and praying about other ways that we can go and be a blessing to those around us. And as we do that, uh, we end up being a blessing to the nations. And, and I'm gonna show how, and even just by the, the three examples that I'm gonna give. Uh, so first, this church gives to a lot of other churches that are uh, sharing the good news of Jesus worldwide. Now, this local church financially supports a lot of other people and organizations that are seeking to be a blessing to the nations. FBC is part of the American Baptist Church Network, and uh, we support their world missions. Uh, so some of our money goes right to them to distribute to groups throughout the world who are sharing Jesus Christ uh, to different various nations. Uh, we support an organization like Voice of the Martyrs, which equips Christian groups in really, 
really difficult places, particularly countries where it's just dangerous or in way, sometimes illegal to be a follower of Jesus. And, um, in some communist countries and Middle Eastern countries and in different locations in the world. And, and there are others. Um, this world is networked in such a way that we can bless other Christ followers and help forward their mission to be a blessing to the nations. That's a really uh, excellent thing that FBC has been committed to for a long time. Um, and that, that branch has also uh, begun to give at times towards too. It's something that branch has discussed doing more of in the future. When we talk about giving here and, and why we give and why we pool our resources in this church, um, ultimately it's so that we can use those resources to be a blessing to others by furthering God's kingdom and the good news of Jesus in this world. And, and frankly, we're in a more affluent society where it's easier to make money and U.S. currency does well in the world. So uh, we making some money here and using some of that money to help brothers and sisters in Christ share the good news of Jesus is a really good use of our resources. And it's a really significant way that we as Jesus followers and as we as part of the kingdom of Jesus, part of his nation, it's a real concrete way that we bless our brothers and sisters in Christ and bless the nations through them. FBC has had a stated goal to give a certain percentage of our funds to other Christian groups for this purpose. And we've had to cut back on that a little bit in previous years. Um, and some of that's been to shifting to some other local ministry too, but, uh, but we wanna give more to that. We wanna get back to that. Uh, so when we talk about giving and, and giving sacrificially, um, it's a family conversation and a, and a mission conversation. We wanna bless our other brother and sisters in Christ who are living out God's mission of blessing the nations with the good news of Jesus. And some of our resources does that. So that, that's one way we're, we're seeking to bless the nations, even, even from here in Red Bank. A second way is uh, three or four years ago, Branch uh, made a YouTube channel called Branch Together. And we started posting videos about the Bible online. We made daily videos that worked through the whole New Testament. We made some more videos during COVID to try to uh, declare the, the hope of Christ in that time. Um, we've made some videos about how to study the Bible and memorize parts of the Bible. And people reach out all over the world sharing how they're wrestling with faith or came to faith from watching the videos. Or they reach out saying, hey, I'm new to the faith and these videos are helping me learn so much about Jesus. And people from Zimbabwe, Kenya, Europe, Australia, the Philippines, um, a lot of different places. In fact, 45% uh, of people who watch the videos, 45% of the watches are from, from countries besides America. Um, one of the reasons the Christian faith spread so rapidly in the Roman Empire was Roman infrastructure. Rome built a technologically advanced road uh, system that allowed for much more travel than previously possible. So followers of Jesus could go like never before and tell people all about the kingdom of God. The internet's that today. And there are limitations, um, and I'll be the first one to say that uh, it's important to be in a, a physical community with people you can touch and see face to face. Um, but we can use the internet to be a blessing to others and share the ways and teachings and goodness of Christ all throughout the world. We, we, if you're watching on YouTube now, which you are, I think, because <laughs> this is where this goes, uh, we, we have actually a link where you can even check out Branch Together and, and feel free to share it with anyone that uh, it might be a blessing to. All right, one more way that we're, we're trying to, to be a blessing to the nations right from where we are. And, and I have to show you an image first. This is an image of daily air travel routes throughout the world. The nations move all over the place every single day. You can get almost anywhere if you have enough money in a, in a few days. 
The nations come to New York City. The nations go to Cairo and London and Melbourne and Adid, Ababa and Paris and Zagreb and Mexico City and Toronto. So you don't have to leave your city, but you just seeking to be a blessing where you are and to your neighbor and helping your come, if you help your neighbor come to know Christ and they're from a different nation and they go back to their home country and then they're a witness and a blessing. Um, it, it happens. One of my neighbors is from India. Another neighbor is from Sri Lanka and we live in Howell. Uh, we don't live in Long Branch or Red Bank or Asbury Park, uh, but these are, are small cities in, in, in Monmouth County. And there are people and folks from all over the world in those cities as well as more rural places like Howell. Uh, the American Baptist Churches of New Jersey, we have a lot of thriving Haitian churches. Aslan Youth Ministries, another organization we support, helps run an organization in Haiti. If we just reach out to our neighbors, we could end up blessing the nations. God is working through all of that. One thing we're attempting uh, here is dinner church. I spoke about it this summer and was all excited about it before COVID, but, but Dinner Church is simply trying to create a community meal where everyone is invited. You see, Jesus wants his table full. Jesus spent so much time at meals with all different kinds of people, and he actually interacted with people from different nations too, Samaritans, Syrophoenicians, Roman soldiers. Jerusalem was this metropolitan area too. So we said, we want to have community meals where the community can be invited. And the truth is when we're at a table with our community, we're at a table where you have a chance to bless the nations. So uh, the basic plan is community dinner that everyone's invited to. We get to know people in the community. And at the end of that dinner, uh, we share a story from the life of Jesus at the end and we pray a prayer of blessing for the folks who come and we trust God to work. Uh, we know that the nations are in Red Bank. Um, so we're trying to make this trilingual, right? We're gonna to try to have uh, some talks and prayers in, in Portuguese and Spanish, because we know uh, there are uh, Brazilian people in this community and, and, and Spanish people in this community from different uh, Central American countries and islands and, and all sorts of things, in addition to people who speak English. And we're not gonna do a perfect job at this, but it's an attempt to find a way to be a blessing to different folks in this, in this county. We can be a blessing. If we're rooted in Christ, if we're willing to leave the old ways and go forth in the new ways, with a heart to bless, we can be a part of God's mission to bless the nations. Let's remember who we are in Christ, have our identity rooted in Him. Let's be willing to let go of all the old stuff. Let's be willing to go to bless those nations. And let's be praying and thinking as a church and attempting things as a church, using the internet, opening the church doors to the community for a meal, supporting and sending our resources out all over the globe. Let's, let's keep trying with our best efforts and through our best prayers to be a blessing to the nations. Because when we do that, we're living out the mission of God as his body in this place in this time. Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you for the blessing we experience in Jesus Christ through his death and resurrection. Thank you for the pouring out of your spirit. Thank you that you came to be a light to the nations, a light to the Gentiles, a blessings to all people. Thank you that one day you're gonna gather up the nations in your holy city and they're gonna come and glorify you. Lord, help us be faithful in this time. Help us be secure in our identity in you as a new people in you, 
and help us from that space with joy and steadfast faithfulness, help us go forth to love and to serve and to bless those around us. And Lord, we pray the nations would turn from their ways and that we would continue to turn from our ways to be a blessing, but that all the peoples of the world, that we would turn from our ways and come to your table and receive your blessing. It's in your name we pray, amen.